Last time on Good Neighbors. The Good Neighbors tracked down the Water Leaper to the edge of the Great Tupelo Natural Preserve, a massive swamp outside the town limits. Beck divines that the true monster is a Beldam, a type of hag seeking to mother Jude Keaton before killing him. Recognizing they don't know enough about the monster to face it, June introduces the gang to the sinister Baron, a pawnbroker with mystic information at hand. Armed with research, they convene with Dr. Garcia at Flint's storage shed, where, amongst his occult paraphernalia, he keeps a weapon to slay the beast. The, uh, the, there's a quick jump cut to getting outside the uh, the Great Tupelo National Preserve. Uh, as you uh, exit your cars, there's no driving in there. It's way too muddy and mucky. There's no, there's gonna be no car use. It's all walking. How do you? What do you all look like as you psych yourself up for this final confrontation? Thousand yard stare. Nice. Inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want my psyching up to be me sitting on the back of, like, on the trunk of the car, uh, talking to Chalamet, um, doing whatever he's doing to psych him up, and I just want to be like, um, so the thing you wanted to say, you said we'll have a lot to talk about in the next few hours, are you, are you saying that, uh, are you looking for, uh, an agent, sort of a literary, uh, representation? Because I, I can provide that if that's what you're looking for. I can be everything you need. I can introduce, and I'm just like, talking non-stop at him whatever he's doing to psych himself up uh nice i think uh dr garcia is being really cool about it and, under- and kind of understands what you're really doing here uh and just kind of lets you talk to to keep yourself calm and he will filter in questions to keep the conversation moving but otherwise is kind of letting you have it i uh i take out a walkman and uh like go off outside for a minute by myself and uh, turn the volume all the way up and rock out to uh, Toxic by Britney Spears. (laughs) Nice. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, You you do so and you look bomb. Oh yeah. The the time finally comes where uh, Garcia stands up and and lets you know like I, I don't feel comfortable waiting any longer. Let's let's go and he starts he, he's wearing like galoshes uh, but still wearing the tweed suit like he's not dressed for the thing he's doing uh, but none of you are so uh, and he uh, you know starts trudging along in the mud I assume you I all go along yeah yes. I just want to make sure that I have like my gun reloaded and everything from the last sure. as I go sure 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 as you pass through the trees and the the like mis- the mesquite twisted branches of the national preserve night has come along there is a, a thin pale moonlight stretching up over the sky as clouds slip by it the sun is still slowly d- dripping below the horizon so a faint orange light is mixing with the blue sky above and making a slight purple film as you trudge along the wind picks up slowly as Beginning autumn leaves strike against the side of your car, your clothes, your weapons, and you can feel the wetness spray upon you. 
It smells. There's no hiding it. It smells like garbage. Uh, this is a murky, nasty swamp. And it's not trying to hide it from you in the slightest. As you take each step, a puddle blips around you. Here and there, the water shakes and shifts as gators make their way around, looking for an easy hunt. What do you do to avoid the natural dangers of this environment before you reach your supernatural enemy? Uh, I just follow Flint's lead. I don't know shit about this sort of stuff, and he just looks like he does. So, I'm looking to, to Flint. I'm following Beck's lead. <laughs> Excellent. <Sorry. laughs> can, can I use Let's Get Out of Here to protect everyone by helping lead them through uh, the swamp, knowing that uh, gators are just uh, the lobsters of warm places. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so you're telling me right now that you want to use Cassius's experience with lobsters <laughs> yes, in order to help guide us through the dangerous waters. Um, yeah, why not? I just, here's the thing. No matter what you roll, I want you in character to describe what he's saying and how that helps. Okay. So that's eight, ten. Ten. Uh, okay. To protect everyone from the natural danger of the gators, snakes, and other swamp creatures, what the fuck do you say? Okay. So, <laughs> the gators, they're, they're gonna try to look like everything else. They're going to go with the flow of the water, so we, we've got to keep in mind that, that they're going to be lying in wait everywhere, alright? They have got they don't have pincers, and that's good for us, but they do have big, powerful jaws, to my, the best of my understanding. A um, pincer of the face. Yes, it, I, I, it, has, it has been known to be called that uh, amongst the educated circles. I, I'm glad you're um, with me here, Beck. Uh, but uh, they smell fear, uh, much like the lobster of New England. Um, <laughs> so whatever you do, just stay calm, move slowly, and try not to disturb the water too much. Keep your eyes out for uh, things that are going with the flow of water or just sitting still or just, uh, you know, uh, don't don't let it get the better of you because um, these, these, uh, these, these, alligators they're they're from another time you know I, uh, like lobsters. I don't think any of that was true but i don't know nearly enough about gators to argue the fact so <laughs> yeah let's just go with that i'm pretty sure i'm right <laughs> uh okay so, uh, in terms of protect someone, uh, you get an extra effect. You suffer little harm. All impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm on the enemy, which I don't think it will work. <laughs> Just uh, shoot them. <laughs> Panic and shoot them. Can you imagine? <laughs> and you hold the enemy back. Uh, hold the enemy back. <laughs> yeah, that seems good. Uh, you uh, carefully uh, navigate through these uh, deep waters. There are points where the, the gray, brackish water is up to your chest where you have to like genuinely force yourselves through. It's not a simple walk or a tough walk. There is a point where you are in complete vulnerability and it sucks because at any moment a gator may snap you up. 
but following Cassius' advice, or maybe it's luck, who knows, uh, you definitely avoid the impending dangers of the Great Tupelo National Preserve. As you approach the Great Wide Tree, where half of it has been hollowed out by lightning strike, where the wood is pink as if in pain, where the bark is stripped away, leaving hollow burns and holes all the way throughout. You see that the water is calm, except for the occasional ripple, small and dissipates into nothing. The moon reflects on it high and keeps the place well lit, as if a blue light is emerging across the entire sky. Small bits of fog roll through as the moisture rolls up on the ground above it. Visibility is low, but enough that you could see into a tiny clearing. And amidst the clearing is shin-high water at, at its deepest, where you all, soaked and dirty, approach. Far away, across the pond, lying beneath the tree, you see a little lamplight. A little desk lamp, somehow powered by nothing emits a faint green glow over a moss-wrapped body. You see spectacles sitting on a stone nearby. You see an unconscious Jude Keaton laying, seemingly comfortable, seemingly alive. There's the occasional blink, but they are definitely asleep. You see a stone cauldron beside him, bubbling green and gray and blue and purple. Bits of steam arise off it, and a noxious odor erupts from it slowly. Erupts isn't the right word. Emits from it slowly. You can smell it on the air. It's awful. As you stand there, you can see a faint, two yellow cat-like eyes poke out from the water. And from those eyes, it rises until you see gray and brown, rotten teeth. You see a jagged chin, a wide shoulder, an even wider belly and waist, and two long, wiry arms. Moss enwraps itself like a cloak, and the creature leaves its fingers in the water, tap, tap, and tap. Its long fingernails prick its thumbs, and blood drips into the water, and it opens its arms as if for a great big hug. And it says, By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. I want to fire off a spell. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to trap it in place. All right. Um, I am going to uh, reach into my jacket and pull out a bat wing and just, like, start gnawing on it immediately. And I'm like, I hate this one. Uh, and I yell out, Where's your jaw? And that is going to be an 11. 11, as you Ozzy Osbourne this bat wing. Uh, <laughs> what does this magic actually look like? Uh, I think, uh, a hand extends from mine made of shadow. And it grabs uh, the creature and, like, 
slams it on the ground, uh, pinning it in place. Uh, its its face splashes in the water, uh, and its seaweed hair masks one of its eyes as it rises out, and it starts to um. <laughs> as it bubbles along the water. But it doesn't hurt you. Uh. All right. Uh, time for a shell of a good time, gang. <laughs> all right. Who's up next? Is it just like swamp water between us and the Beldum? Yeah. You can't see underneath it, so you don't know what's in it. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll be the sacrificial lamb and I'll just charge it and uh, oh, no. get dragged under. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to roll to uh, what you, what, the mass. For sure. With my uh, good old crowbar. And that is a four. Four. Oh, that sounds so juicy right now. As you are... Uh, uh, running across the water towards the creature, which is seemingly like stuck with its face below the waves, uh, uh, you feel a tight wrap around your right ankle, and you trip and slam into the the water below. You can see the face of two separate water leapers surrounding you with their jaws wide open. Their stingers slam into the side of your chest and pump you full of poison. Uh, you drop. Your, uh, uh, your iron crowbar in the water next to you. Uh, as you can see, the mud plume up around you. The water is murky and dark, and you are lost in it. Uh, you take two harm poison. Ignore armor. Ooh, ouch. Is there, like, a vine or something I can swing on Tarzan styles to get closer to the Beldum? <laughs> uh, yeah, because mesquite trees have, like, this really weird wooden vine on them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. I want to do that so I can avoid, like, getting close to the water. Uh, okay, that's an act under pressure. Oh boy. Alright, that's a seven. Uh, seven. Alright, on a uh, seven to nine. Uh, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. You can, Okay, I'm going to give you a hard choice here. The branch is going to uh, uh, snap in a second. As you as you uh, reach onto it and start swinging across, uh, you can either uh, try to adjust your uh, jump so that you can flip off of it, but there's a good chance you will land on Jude, or you can fall in the water and accept whatever problems that that may arise out of that. You can go early or late. Oh, I'm Raphael, so I'm going to take the risk. Which is Hell so yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep trying to swing, even if I might land on on Jude. Brilliant. You land on Jude, uh, and you uh, you can hear there's like a slight snapping sound as his leg, unable to brace itself, uh, snaps sideways. If he's going to try and run out of here, it's not going to happen. Uh, and there's a like a muffled <clears throat> from him, but he seems to still be sleeping. Uh, and you can see uh, behind you the uh, the Beldum's uh, spider-like fingers rise out of the water and start pointing at you. But you are right next to it, safe from the minions below the water. Okay. Uh, does does Cassius want to fuck some shit up? Okay. I have no iron, so... <laughs> you have oh, a gun. You, 
you can still do damage. It's just that it needs to be hit with the iron before it can die. All right. Um, I'll sh- I'll shoot it. I guess. Cool. Does that kick some ass? Yeah. I am bad at that. Seven. Seven. You and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game. That usually means you inflict the harm rating of your weapon, and your enemy inflicts their harm rating on you. Uh, all right. Uh, what is the harm on your weapon? Two. Uh, two. As you unload a little bit of lead into the, the bulbous body of the creature, its forehand uh, pokes out of the water, and you can see it weave small arcane sigils in the air. And you can hear its voice below the water go, as uh, you can see on any exposed skin, a small bit of, of blackened vein erupts. You can see the skin turn pale and shrink to the, the bone, and you take two harm, ignore armor, as it magically uh, uh, like dehydrates you. Haha, <laughs> I have no armor. <laughs> I thought so, so I, I was like, that's not gonna matter, but it's gonna suck. I'm two does, steps ahead of you. Does anyone have armor? <laughs> no. Nope. I sure don't. Yeah. I, it's kind of amazing to me. So many playbooks afford you armor, but here we go. For Flint's poisoned condition, uh... Is that going to continually do damage to him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, if I'm up, I'm going to try and cure him of that. Okay, go for it. Um, will casting a spell interrupt the one I currently have up? Uh, it will slightly. Like, the more magic you have going at any given time, the less the last, like, the last one has. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try and keep my one hand focused on the shadow hand gripping this creature while I do this other spell. Oh, that's not great. That's a seven. Seven. Choose a glitch. I'll take uh, one harm. So while I have my left hand extended and I'm focusing on my first spell, I'm going to say, hey, so Balthasar Kumdur! And uh, take out a knife and cut my arm and shoot energy out with my right hand towards uh, Flint to cure him of his poison. Brilliant. And uh, I am at three harm. Oh no. All right. Uh, as, you, as you do so, you can see the sort of shadow hand that's wrapped around the beldum begin to weaken slightly as it starts to pull its head out of the water. Its long, uh, uh, like, slick tongue lets loose a bit of uh, uh, muddy water from its mouth and it vomits and hiccups and coughs but it seems to be smiling all the same uh, and he says come here my pretty I'm, I'm gonna yell out to Flint uh, yo man you gotta get that crowbar and Jason Todd this bitch <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh I'm going to, like, flail out of the water briefly and say I understood that reference. Very nice. uh, Would it be act under pressure to find the crowbar and disengage from the two little shits that are trying to uh, stab me? No. Uh, If if you want to grab it, that was just sort of a flavor text thing. Uh, It's just that you got hurt pretty bad from them. Yeah. Without doing any harm in return. Yeah, uh, okay, so uh, to disengage them and swing directly at the uh, hag, it would still be kick some ass? Yep. Okay. It's just that as long as they're around, the risk of harm is higher. 
Much better. That's a uh, 10. Hell uh, yeah. All right. On a 10 plus, choose an extra effect. You gain the advantage. Take plus one forward to give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm. Plus one harm. You suffer less harm. Minus one harm. Or you force them where you want them. Uh, less harm for me. <laughs> that seems smart. Uh... Uh, at close range, it isn't able to uh, engage in these big arcane symbols with its hands. It's too focused on batting your weapon aside until you fucking club it in the face with an iron crowbar. Uh, and you can see that some of its teeth are knocked loose uh, into the water around it. And as the two water leapers uh, jump up behind you, it strikes forward with its claws, uh, and you take two harm, not ignore armor, as its claws and stinger and such. Uh, are you unstable? I am definitely unstable at that point because I was at three harm. Now I'm at five harm. All right. You can see that its uh, skin, where you cracked it with the iron crowbar, has started to lighten a purplish glow for a second. And then it begins to disintegrate uh, slowly but surely, as you can see exposed bone uh, across the side of its cheek. I can't believe you things can talk. I can't believe you things are smart. Now you're going to know how fucking cool this is. And Becca's going to stab it. We're going to try. Can I use power of heart? Absolutely. Help? Yeah, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a nine. So bring me up. Yeah, ten. Now, it's uh, how, do you, how do you help? I'm just continuing to fire wildly at it. In this career <laughs> Suppressing fire! What <laughs> uh, It's... It, as you fire wildly at it, its weird uh, sort of amorphous body begins to gel around the uh, the bullet blasts uh, that crack into the wood around it. Uh, and as Beck, you say, I can't believe you things are smart. Uh, it like womb, like whirls around its head and says, smarter than you think, little dove. And you uh, crack it with the face with your goddamn iron nunchucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a 10+, plus, choose an extra effect. You gain the advantage. Take plus one forward. Uh, get plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm. Uh, you suffer less harm. You force them where you want them. I'm just going to suffer one less harm. Alrighty. So, Josh, do the... Because these DIY nunchucks are still chucks, does ancient fighting arts still apply? I think so. Okay, so the, the chucks do three harm. All right. Between that and enchanting them. Your nunchucks do more harm than my gun. Well, they're magic nunchucks right now. (laughs) They're magic nunchucks made of iron. Yeah. Even so. And and now the magic's gone. that's hilarious. I I wouldn't say that the the statistics in Master of the Week are perfect. No. No, I think that's awesome, though. The martial artist is just like... Some Donnie Yen shit. Yeah. That's totally fair. Mm. You can beat the shit out of me with your nunchucks, I have no doubt. <laughs> As uh, you crack it across the face, the, the spike on the end of the nunchuck digs its way in on the other side where the exposed flesh is, and it gets stuck for a moment. And as you, you rip out the side, its face turns, and for a minute it's blind as it swings wildly at you. Uh, and you're going to take one harm. Not ignore armor, but you don't have any. Uh, as its claw slashes you across, and one of the leapers uh, leaves Flint to come around behind you. Does that one harm already factor in my extra effect? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. Because remember, it has, it has like leapers wait, that are did, also fighting. Did the two harm I took counter in the uh, extra effect? Yeah, oh. yeah. That's part of like you having a really hard move against you. Oh, okay. Uh, from 
I think before, and it, like there are two creatures on you. Okay. Uh, but they're not separated, so you're going to take a little bit less each time. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty. And that brings us to. Cassius. Cassius or June? Cassius. Uh. Is, so the only way for me to get to Jude is to go through the water, yeah? Or do a weird uh, vine Tarzan swing, yeah. I'm just going to run through the water. I don't, <laughs> I don't right. think I've got that in me. Uh, uh, give me a little act under pressure. And I'll do this one as a free move for you. Because the two monsters are actually already on people. Act under pressure. Eight! Uh, eight. The keeper's going to give you a uh, worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Uh, as you are charging towards uh, uh, Jude, the beldam uh, reaches her hand out of the murky water and points towards you. And one of the uh, uh, leapers is going to uh, leave Flint, so it's just Flint v. Hag, uh, and charge after you, and it's going to like bob and weave out of the water like a dolphin. Oh, that's very unnerving. And what are, you, what are you trying to do right now? Uh, I want to try to lead Jude out of harm by using Let's Get Out of Here. He is unconscious. Can I, like, carry him, basically? I know that wouldn't be using my that feature anymore, but... Yeah, so I still try to someone, carry him? Uh, but it'd be roll tough. Tough? All right. <laughs> What's that? That's, 12. That's perfect. Six, six, twelve. Beautiful. You choose an extra. You suffer a little harm. All impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm on the enemy. You hold the enemy back. Uh, I would like to suffer less harm. Uh, okay. Or little harm or whatever that one was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you are uh, running uh, away through the water with Jude's body, the leaper has gotten onto your back, and you can feel the stinger is trying to get you. Uh, and how do you avoid the harm? Uh, <laughs> continuing to just like reach the gun vaguely backwards and pointing and just firing it and probably scaring it more with the sound than with actually getting any shot close to it. Nice. But nice. just distracting it essentially too much to hit. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, it seems like Jude Keaton, uh, as long as he's in your arms, is relatively safe. June, you are up. Um, I'm seeing that Flint's in trouble again, so I am going to uh, try and heal him of one harm. Uh, ooh. I rolled uh, very well. That is going to be a 13. Beautiful. Alright, yeah, you do exactly what you set up to do. What is your effect? Uh, I call out Brokorna! And, uh, I think I snort some more, uh, light blue dust, and, uh, I close up one of Flint's wounds. Beautiful. Alright, Flint, you heal one harm. Excellent. The, uh, the hag raises its head towards you, who's been casting magic consistently. Uh, and it... it uh, I give her a wink and a smile. She smiles right back, and she says, I would love a new child. And, like, her, her body starts to draw towards you, but the shadowy hand is holding her back, but she's breaking through it for sure. Uh, can I talk to her? Yeah, yeah you, can, you okay. can say something quick. 
Like, after, the, after the wink and the smile, I'm going to be like, hey, thanks, but I've already got a sugar daddy. Then you need a mother. I'm good. Flint, please, please, please crowbar her. <laughs> and on, on cue, I am going to swing overhead straight down at her. Hell yeah. Go for it. That is an 11. Beautiful. Gungala. Uh, uh, choose an, an extra effect. You gain the advantage. Take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict a terrible harm. You suffer less harm. You force them where you want them. I'm going to take a risk and inflict terrible harm. Wonderful. <clears throat> that brings it up As to that, three iron. Uh, with three iron, uh, her face is like caved in. She is, she like falls back into the water. She is barely alive, if at all, as her body is shifting slowly like a spider in pain. She uh, reaches up and her, her hands dig into you slowly from the, the, the calf up. And uh, you take, uh, to do, to do uh, still one harm. She doesn't have the leaper with her. Uh, <clears throat> and she uh, uh, restricts you. You are restrained in place. Uh, and the uh, the next attack against you will be pretty bad if if she survives. Somebody okay. kill her. <laughs> Beck. I'm uh, gonna iron chuck her again. Alrighty, go for it. But the enchantment's worn off, correct? That is true. Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna probably power of the heart. That's a that's a ten. Oh, no, I'm right. sorry. That's a nine, actually. That's a nine. I, I added yes, weird instead. Please, power of the heart. Power of the heart. I love power of the heart. It's so fun. Power of the heart is dope. It really uh, is. Sorry, how, how are you helping Beck right now? So I would love it if, as I'm dragging Jude, uh, his, like, shoe came off, and I just, like, <laughs> went over and put my foot in the shoe and then, like, flicked it up at the monster and <laughs> <laughs> distracted yeah. it long enough. It raises its head to, like, spew some strange green gas into Beck's face. Uh, and Beck, what is your extra effect? Um, I, I think I'll, I'll inflict terrible harm. So I'll do three harm again. Yeah. All right. Uh, how do you want to do it? Oh, shit. Um, I think Beck, um... Uh, uh, ha- like was swinging their their regular nunchucks, uh, and they like loop it around her neck, so that they just can pull her head down, like in like this nunchuck collar, and then takes the iron chucks, twirls them, and then just bats her right across the face. Beautiful. Fuck yeah. This like faint green gas has just like this final spew from her crackling body, as uh, it throws a little bit of uh. uh like putrid substance at you and you take a harm ignore armor which you do not have uh and uh her face begins to disintegrate slowly as the iron absorbs the magic keeping her body together and she uh staggers side to side through the water she picks up one of the leapers and starts chopping on its head and her head her her face starts to regenerate slowly but not fast enough as the magic isn't keeping her together and she falls slowly and staggers into the water with big, wide splashes. The other leaper starts to run, like, flee as fast as it can as uh, as she collapses, gives out this whale-like 
And her body turns to the water below. And she disintegrates. And you're alone. How are you doing? I'm going to start uh, I think I, blood. <laughs> I think I lost my heels in this swamp water. <laughs> <laughs> Should have changed out of my high heels. Uh, I'm going to head over to Flint and uh, hit him with miss- another healing do, spell. Do you have anything that can stabilize wounds? I don't... I can sleep off the pain. I just don't want to bleed out. Uh, yeah, here. Uh, snort a hit of this. I go Can you stabilize my wound? Here's some drugs. <laughs> You're avoiding uh, the question. I got a 12. Uh, yeah, yeah, you fucking heal him for one. Yeah. Uh, what are you at? Uh, that would put me back at four. Okay. Uh, I think at this moment, uh, uh, Dr. Garcia has, has, has come over with like a, an emergency medical services bag. Uh, and he's clearly like huffing. I think it, I forgot to mention him, but he's definitely been like shooting at the creatures. <laughs> yeah. He missed every single time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty clear he's not cut out for the actual fighting because he's like heaving slowly as he's like trudging through the water, uh, and he uh, uh, tries to apply some emergency medicine to you, and you're probably going to be safe after this. All right, uh, but you have like, dirty water in your wounds, which is really bad. All right. Uh, I am, I am just going to go to Cassius and I am going to give him the general directions to, uh, this kid's mom's house. Oh, we can't take the kid home right away. Why not? Uh, I gotta run him somewhere to make sure that he's, uh, he's safe and that she didn't, I don't know, infect him with anything. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, is he, like is he still unconscious? I'm I'm holding yeah. him up so I can't really oh. see. He's on my back, but is he is he awake now? He's uh, he's not awake. He uh, still has like a broken leg, and he seems uh, like maybe shifting in pain a little bit, but otherwise unconscious. And as you guys are noting this, uh, everyone's phones turn back on. Uh, you uh, 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 June, your pager uh, reads across the top. Good idea. Uh, Beck, you get a little text. How's it going? Uh, uh, Flint doesn't have a phone. Cash is... <laughs> no one's asking for you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Oh, that makes no. sense. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta... I gotta up. take this kid uh, somewhere to make sure that he's not, at, like, a changeling, like, from the stories, or, you know, that he's all... Fine, he's huh? still all human. Fine. Yeah, we, yeah, we should bring sure. him. Surely we should bring him to the hospital. Well, he is still I unconscious mean, with a broken. We'll, we'll leg, take him to the right? hospital after. Uh, this I, is. Well, uh, I think we should take him to the hospital first. Probably. No. He could be. He could have internal bleeding. No. If we he take him to the hospital first, and he's some sort of monster, he could eat people there. Or hey. he could die in your, in our truck. No, he'll be fine. I've been healing you. I've been healing Flint. He's not gonna die. Mm. Yeah, June, you, you've well, been real helpful. I don't think some aloe vera is going to help this. Cassius, what the hell do you think has been going on this whole time? Oh, boy. What do you mean? We <laughs> just fought a bunch of monsters. Respect well, yeah. is denial. <laughs> yeah, it was a bunch of monsters. They're using magic. All right. Yes. Let's get out of the swamp. We can talk on the way. Yeah. Hey, June, you've been, like, biting bat wings, and the only other location, secondary location that you brought us to was some shifty-ass bookstore. 
manned by the Crypt Keeper. I don't totally, I'm not totally excited for this other mysterious secondary location that you want to bring this 16 year old. We're going to tag along. No, yeah, you guys are, yeah, sure. That's, that's fine. I, like, I figured we'd get, like, I don't know, some pizza after this or something. Like, I like that idea. I could use a bite to eat. That's. I just want to make sure I'll... this kid's not a fucking monster or something. Yeah. Let's how, make how about sure... I, I, uh, uh, Emmett pipes up and he says, I appreciate everything you've done. How about I buy you all dinner? Does that seem good? Is that enough? I don't know. I haven't... I People was going to say, I have, if you don't ask where it came from, I have 50 bucks to blow. <laughs> awesome, I have uh, There is a joke. <laughs> hey, nothing is suspicious about a grown man <laughs> having $50. None of us would have asked if you hadn't prefaced it like that. Well, now you're asking, so now you don't Because well, you dinner. made it weird! You Beck's made it weird! Point there. Yeah. <laughs> I set the conditions and you asked, so now no dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Dashes, can I have right. 20 bucks? I have a ticket I need to pay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, pull out the money and give him $20. He takes out the $50 bill and rips, like, a third of it off. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, uh, Evan offers to buy everyone dinner, but he clearly doesn't know how to thank someone for this because it's not an experience he's had with other people. They make a Hallmark card for it, man. Well, first things first. Let's bring the kid where we need to bring. Yeah. yeah. Um, he his leg. I'll, uh, I'll page uh, James to meet us somewhere. I don't know if it's cool if I bring these people back to uh, the globe. Did, okay. Uh, where, where or do you is it cool? Want? Is like, Can I ask James? Uh, like, If you mention bringing other people, he says no. Okay. Then uh, yeah, I'll tell him to meet us around the corner from uh, from my favorite food truck because okay. I don't have shoes, so I'm assuming I can't go into a pizzeria. You can. No one will stop. I mean, someone might stop you, but you can. No, like shoes and shirt, like no service. Like I, I don't have shoes, okay. so. Uh, uh, he directs you to meet at a local park where okay. there it's definitely closed at this point. But no one seems to be stopping you. There's not a gate locked or anything. It's just that it is court ordered that people not stay here and, and dawdle or loiter after certain hours. The night is long and the moon is high, and he meets you. And the rest of you see, uh, rather uncomfortably, this long, pale man in a gray three piece suit who consistently checks a, a, a stopwatch out of his pocket. He wears these low, circular glasses and blinks through gray eyes. Where do you put Jude? Uh, I guess on a fucking bench. Like, he's knocked out. I do not leave the child's side. The the gentleman introduces himself as James Pale, and he says that it is so nice, so absolutely refreshing to see that June has made themselves a couple of good friends in these troubling times. June was a great help this evening. Saved my life multiple uh, times. James looks at you, June, and winks and smiles. And James doesn't emote a whole lot, and when he does, it doesn't sit right. I, uh, light up a cigarette, and, uh... 
I think I, I break eye contact and look at my feet. <laughs> uh, he uh, kneels down beside Jude Keaton, and Jude at this point has stirred a little bit, and I, th- I assume you've taken the moss cocoon off of him. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's dirty as hell, and uh, uh, James, with his long, gangly fingers, strokes the forehead of Jude Keaton, and Jude starts to stir, and he says, Mom? Mom? And James says, it's all right. Everything is going to be all right, my friend. Just breathe and sleep, and everything's going to be all right. And each and every person there except June experiences a rather severe headache for a moment. Dr. Garcia immediately stumbles backwards and, and uh, clutches his head. He takes out a little... Uh, like a canteen that he carries and, and starts to like chug water and a, a pill he has. Uh, but the rest of you, what do you do? Uh, hey, Mr. Pale, your whole fucking steez sucks real bad. He says, just the price of business, June's friend. And he winks, and it sucks. I chug some gin from a flask to see if I see anything weird. Totally normal. And Jude Keaton says, Mom, again? And James clicks his stopwatch and says, Well, you all have a lovely evening. And he starts walking away. Is the kid gonna be okay? Oh, he's gonna be fine. Don't you worry. He says that facing away from you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take him home. I'm gonna light a cigarette and just walk back to the car. Dr. Garcia also lights a cigarette. Hey, June? Yeah? Your sugar daddy sucks. Like, real bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh... He's an acquired taste. You feel like a little kiss on your cheek? Like a mwah? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could do, like, a shot of vomit every day, and I really wouldn't acquire the taste for it. If you turn to look for James, he has... Vanished. See that? The Batman exit. That sucks. Uh, Actually, that part was kind of cool. Yeah, that part's kind of cool. No. How long till you can do that, Beck? Who says I can't already? I'd believe it. Hey, guys, when we we get to the hospital, I'm pretty sure I've got a cover for how we found the kid, so you can leave it to me. Yeah, sure. Uh, we, We cut quickly to the hospital. Uh, where Jude Keaton is in the intensive care unit. He has a broken leg, and he seems to be experiencing some degrees of, like, extensive poisoning. Uh, Like, he's been consuming toxic substances for a little while. And it occurs to you that the cauldron that she had was some kind of weird mixture that she had been feeding him like a stew this entire time. And they are doing whatever they can to, to help sustain him. But they believe he should be okay. What is the lie that Cassius tells them? Hi, my name is Cassius Montgomery. You might know me from the hit television show, Antiques Horror Show, where I was known to be a television psychic. Um, I was in town filming a new low-key indie film with Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, my psychic sense was tingling again. That's when I saw these missing posters, and I decided that 
I would, even though I swore I would never be a psychic again after that show, put my good psychic skills to work. And I, I did all my mumbo jumbo. And, and then I found the kid uh, in the bog. Uh, that's, that's where my um, uh, fifth sense led me to. Beautiful. And Flint, what do you say to his mom? Who is like hugging you and trying to give you money? I am and like crying. I am still covered in blood, and I just look her deadpan <laughs> in the eyes, and I go, "Whatever he tells you happened. Trust him, believe him, and make sure no one else finds out." And then I just walk away. She stares aghast, obviously, at that. Uh, and she's not going to leave her kid to follow you. Uh, and she just cradles his head as uh, as you all exit or, or don't even enter the scene. Uh, and when he finally awakes and they ask what happens, he says he doesn't know. When they ask him where he's been this whole time, he says he doesn't know. He can't remember. It's all a blur. And we cut to... <laughs> where we see uh, Dr. Emmett Garcia Chalamet, uh, a rich person who doesn't know how to be a not-rich person, who took you to a, a rather nice uh, Italian restaurant uh, instead of a pizza place. But he says, like, no, you can get pizza here, but it's, like, not pizza, you know? Like, it's all of the oh, ingredients for pizza, but it's better. Uh, but it's, it's higher quality, but not shitty, grimy pizza. Fuck this. Like, I, I will not stand for this. And uh, he's but, like but we, we got the swamp thing. water uh, and, and blood. On. Can we go somewhere without a white tablecloth? That seems smart. I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> get your head out of your ass, Splinter. Come on. He he like takes out like a, a pocket handkerchief and like wipes some dirt off himself. And uh, I, I want a paper plate. Up, God damn it! <laughs> and you end up at a, a, a like a late night dive hot dog uh, place. Where all they serve is like shitty pierogies and and hot dogs and kind of pizza. Hell yeah! And uh, they have like Tostino's pizza rolls, but they're not Tostino's pizza rolls for the purposes of advertising. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's better than CC's, we'll be fine. It is low bar. <laughs> I want to note to, to CC: this is parody law, and we are, we cannot be sued for this. We spell it different. We spell it C dot C S. We spell it Z I Z I. Exactly. Zitsis. Uh, uh, where you all enjoy a healthy, I don't know, saying, what am I saying? Terrible meal together. Uh, and uh, Emmett thanks you endlessly and uh, is awkward about it because he doesn't like talking to people. The camera pans around uh, as we exit this scene, and we see uh, a James Pale visiting Jude Keaton regularly in the night. He doesn't say anything, he just stands over him with a pocket watch that clicks and clicks, and Jude will occasionally say, who are you? And every time James comes back, he says the same exact question the same exact way. We see the bulwark gathering together, praising Acolyte Bektui for their prodigious work as a, a beginner hunter of the strange and the weird. We see June sitting behind a bar counter, mixing drinks and putting eye drops into their bloodshot eyes. In the dimly lit bar, we see several silhouettes whispering amongst each other, 
looking at June and grinning an unearthly grin. We see Flint justified in all of his ramblings and a thankful community sending him small gifts and food and jackets. We see Cassius Montgomery alone in his car, no one to thank, no one to care about him. Driving away to somewhere where it might be safe, to some sleazy motel or rundown gas station. And in the back of the car, we see a doll wrapped in rope, clothes, and black sigils and dark, beady eyes looking in the rear view mirror. We see Dr. Garcia Chalamet at his mansion of a home where he waves goodbye to someone inside and says, stay safe, make good decisions, and just don't go outside. As he walks across the autumn leaves towards the mesquite trees of Great Tupelo Swamp, he dusts some branches aside, some leaves and a small net, and revealing a rubber mat. He pulls it up to reveal a dark iron door. He adjusts a bolt on the door and lifts it open, and the camera cuts around to watching him walk down the stairs with a faint yellow glow of a light inside. As he comes down the concrete steps, we hear a faint, And as he looks forward, split only by dark black lines of iron bars, in the dark, we see two large yellow eyes open. And that's all.